What's going on, guys? In this podcast, I'm going to discuss some of the edge rushers entering the 2021 draft and how I see them because I just finished watching, I believe it's five guys here, and um, I like them. There's some there's some good depth at that position, as it appears, at least right now, for the draft at the edge rusher position. And the first guy I'm going to talk about today is Carlos Basham Jr., product of Wake Forest, number nine. He's uh, at the Senior Bowl. He measured in at six foot three, 281 pounds. Arms are a little bit on the short side at 32 and a half inches, at least for an edge rusher. That's not necessarily ideal. It's not terrible, but, well, it's it's slightly below average. It's definitely below average. But, um, it's again, it all depends on how that looks on the tape, and you can actually see at times that that is somewhat of an issue. But let me get into my notes here on Basham. And um, so I like him when he lines up inside as a three technique. I think he has some quickness to him. He looks he looks um, like he's a lot to handle for guards in those types of situations. He's a little, little bit explosive as well. Um, he's quick. He can um, he has the burst to finish. You know, he's he's got kind of that. That's why when you look at his production, let me go over his production real quick. In 2019, in 13 games, he had 10 sacks, 18 tackles for loss. In 2020, so just six games in 2020, he had five sacks and four tackles for loss. That's 37 plays made behind the line of scrimmage over his last 19 college games. So that is pretty awesome. I saw him uh, exploit some or show some quick twitch when he destroyed the Clemson right guard in a quick inside move and he does like to go to his inside move he, he's quick in that regard and he knows how to set them up he knows how to attack that outside shoulder and set you up like that my biggest question mark on him is can he get to the edge against offensive tackles particularly against NFL offensive tackles does he have that kind of explosiveness and speed to get to the edge and run up the arc and around them and bend the edge those are things that I don't necessarily know know about him and um but some more good things about him he runs to the ball in pursuit he's a good he has good hustle consistently he's disciplined against play action as a free rusher he keeps contained um he's he's solid with his timing in the stunt game he, he's his lack of length does show up at times he has some counters though he, he i've seen him twice on two occasions use a little spin as a counter it wasn't a planned move it was just how it was feeling and he counters back inside with the spin and it was effective um, he's quick to diagnose against play action. He can beat uh, he beat the UNC left tackle badly with a quick inside move. But again, and he in on in this instance, he had he did a very good job of attacking that outside shoulder and crossing the face. But again, that's really the the only situations in which I've seen him beat an offensive tackles when he's just it's an inside move or it's a you know the quarterback holds the ball a little long and he kind of collapses the pocket things like that. I, I don't see him ever able to run the arc and bend the edge and make you know and kind of create havoc that way. So that's a little bit concerning because if you if you know NFL offensive tackles are never going to let you cross their face if they know that's all you can do. He occasionally will allow hands into his chest and and um, you know basically with Basham, I think that. His lack of length shows up at times. I do believe that he's a good prospect, a very good college player. As you've heard me say many times before, very good college player. I don't think he'll be anywhere near as good of an NFL player. I do think he'll be solid. I'm not saying he's you know, not a good player or that he's not worth a day two draft pick. I'd take him in the third round you know, pretty happily. Um, I think he could potentially become a starter for you. But I just think that unless he can get 
to the point where maybe if he drops 10, 15 pounds and, 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 you know, he can add some explosiveness or whatever. But I just think that his biggest weakness is the fact that I don't think he'll be able to beat NFL edge rushers with speed. I don't think he's explosive enough and, and the lack of length hurts him in that regard. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I would take him in the third round, like I said, but I, that's that's my grade for him at the at this moment, and um, you know that's kind of my my thoughts on him, really. So he's he's a you know good player is probably a better college player than he will be a professional, though, in my opinion. Next guy on my list here is Quiddy Pay. So Quiddy Pay, I watched three games on him. He's six four, two seventy two. He's he's an athlete, right? He's a good athlete. He has an NFL frame. It's not just his listed size, right? Just 6'4", 272, which is NFL-esque very much. But it but he looks the part too. He's not just um big on a on paper, right? So he he's a little bit gets a little high at times and and doesn't look all that doesn't always look all that interested in the run game. Gets stuck on blocks at times, have a little trouble to disengage every now and then. He gets moved backwards against the run game as well. So I, I don't like that about Quiddy Pay because I was I had high expectations on him. I've I've seen his name very high on people's boards and stuff like that. So I was expecting, you know, a little bit more of him, even though I, I try not to kind of have any preconceived notions. I was I was thinking, okay, Quiddy Pay, I've seen him, you know, talked about highly. So let's see. Wasn't all that impressed, guys, I'm unfortunate, unfortunately enough. But he does have quickness. I'm, I'm going to say a lot of good things here too, so don't, don't lose me. Um, he has quickness and speed to get to the edge. He's every now and then he allows um, he allows linemen to get their hands inside his chest, which is an issue, of course. But he does a good job of seeing his target at all times, meaning when he's rushing, if his target moves, like the quarterback moves in the pocket, he knows where you're going if it's a, if it's a draw play or something like that. He knows where the ball is. He does a good job of seeing what's going on while he's rushing, and that's encouraging. Um, effort was clearly better in the Minnesota game than it was in the, I think it was Penn State game. Um, he made the Minnesota lift guard look silly with an inside move. Would would um, probably he'll be better as a interior pass rusher than he will as an edge bender um, at the next level. I think he's a guy that can you know. You hear this a lot during this time of year, right? A guy that can play the edge on the early downs and then move inside in pass rushing situations. I think that's his best immediate impact role as a pass rusher in the NFL. He can get to the edge, but I don't think he can really bend the edge. Um, I like him, but I my concerns are run defense in general. I don't think he's just, I don't think he really is all that interested in playing the run. At least in college, he wasn't. His ability to bend the edge, I'm not terribly impressed with and his moves he doesn't have a ton of pass rushing moves right he doesn't have a bunch of different ways to win and the fact that right now I'm not confident that he can get to the edge even though he can get there I don't think he can finish uh, on the edge in terms of like a speed rusher against NFL offensive tackles so quitty pay somebody I like but I don't love I would take him I mean I might take him at the end of round one I, I would be a lot more comfortable taking him in the second round. That's really where I see him. And I know that it, in all likelihood, there's others that are higher on him because I have seen him up higher on certain people's uh, boards. But for my money, Quiddy Pay is, is all right, solid, nothing spectacular. All right, talk about somebody I really, really like, somebody that I don't see a ton of weak points in, and that's Jalen Phillips, right? Jalen Phillips is a kid from Miami. Edge rusher wears number 15, played for Miami just for the 2020 season, but he's been productive in other years. 6'5", 266 pounds. He, he looks like he was built in a lab 
for to be an NFL edge rusher, right? He looks the part, okay? He he sets a good, strong edge as a run defender. He is explosive. He gets his hands on the ball when he can't get home, meaning the, like he's he's great at getting his, get his hand up and knocking the football down if he knows you're about to throw it and he can't get there. He'll knock the ball down. He will make some PDs. Um, he has a bull rush. He mixes up his rushes very well. Has an inside move, uh, spin move. I've seen him work a spin move, some speed rush, a chop. I've seen him do certain things that that make me feel comfortable with the fact that he actually has multiple ways to win. He always sees his target, similar to what I said about Quiddy Pay. He runs to the football consistently, high motor. He lo- a little bit reminds me of Jadeveon Clowney in some ways, right? He's big, long, powerful. He may not be a guy that can, you know, he's, he may not be confused for Brian Burns as somebody that can get, to, you know, quickly bend the edge and get the outside shoulder and duck low underneath. Not quite that kind of guy but a guy that I think can collapse the pocket consistently. He's very strong, functionally strong. He makes big plays. There's power in his hands, right? There's not just, he doesn't just put his hands in your chest to do it, you know, nicely. He puts his hands in there to to knock you on your ass, right? He's a strong, powerful kid. Has the ability to disengage and make a play in the run game. He has really good change of direction skills for a big fella. His motor, again, I wrote it down again, is nonstop. Right, he has some bend, not necessarily Brian Burns, like I said, but he can bend the edge. I, I wrote down here, I like him more than Quiddy Pay. I just do, and he plays with good, consistent hand placement. He's got play strength. He is an NFL-ready football player, in my opinion. I think he's a true first-round player. Typically, there are only fifteen to twenty first-round kind of type talents in in any NFL draft, guys that. NFL teams will actually have a first-round grade on. I'm pretty confident that every NFL team will have a first-round grade on Jalen Phillips. I like him a lot, man. I I know there's been a lot of talk about his teammate, Gregory Rousseau, who I did watch and I'm going to talk about next. Um, But this kid, for whatever reason, like I I had kind of a preconceived notion going into this that he was not as good as Rousseau. And, um, after watching his tape, I felt like, wow, like, I don't know if Rousseau's better than him. And I know I'm probably saying his name wrong, Rousseau, Rousseau. If he's better than this kid, then the Rousseau's, an, you know, a stud, because I would take this guy certainly in the top 15. Absolutely would take him in the top 15. No, I would not feel bad about that or like I reached at all. I like everything about him. I don't, the only thing, the only one little nitpicky area I could get with him is the fact that I don't think he can, he can win as a speed rusher in all cases, right? I think that would happen sometimes, but not particularly all the time. Um, anyway, so true first round grade for me, and I don't see that changing because I like him a whole lot. <clears throat> all right, Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher Miami again. This kid played, he opted out in 2020. You know, he he was very productive there in 2019. So he wore number 15 in 2019. Um, he's he got, he's got a long frame, right? Six foot seven, 253 pounds, very long Good motor, very good motor, consistently in pursuit and everything like that. He runs to the football. Um, 2019 stats were 15 and a half sacks, 19 and a half tackles for loss. So obviously he has no problem filling up the stat sheet and being a big time producer. Against Florida State, I saw him line up at nose tackle one time and he just immediately dominated one of the guards and um, got a quick sack. So he has a decent first step on his speed rush. You know, it's not great. He's got kind of a decent first step, and then he's a long strider as a speed rusher. Um, he can disengage and make plays against the run. His he can move inside and really beat up on interior offensive linemen. At least he could as a college pass rusher. I'll get to that later. 
Um, he plays with good instincts against the run. He can he can beat off or can he beat offensive tackles at the next level? Something I'm again kind of a recurring theme with these guys. Something I'm concerned about for Rosell, like at when guys are 250 pounds or that's what they're listed at. If they played college football at at 250, you should be seeing them winning with speed, right? Because at the NFL level, if you're 250 pounds, you are a speed rusher, right? That's kind of just the you know, you're not a guy that's going to be manhandling 315 pound offensive tackles at the next level. So that's something that concerns me with him is can he do that? Because I haven't seen him do that at the college level. When he does win over the outside shoulder of the offensive tackle, uh, he does he does it by either collapsing the pocket or the play kind of breaks down and the and the quarterback kind of decides to scramble and it goes left for a second, comes back right, and he gets tackled for a sack. So it's not like plays where you see the quarterback hit his back foot and this guy's coming after him on that on that outside shoulder around the tackles outside shoulder so that part of his game concerns me a little bit uh he does play with good hand placement and um the the one area where i'm concerned is like i was just mentioning he's 253 pounds or at least that's what he played 2019 at if he can't win against nfl offensive tackles across their outside shoulder or you know against their outside shoulder he's too small to play inside so it's kind of like then what do you do with him like if he's if he shows up to nfl training camp at 253 pounds but he can't speed rush anyone then what are you doing with him right he's a guy that you're gonna have to redshirt for a year and you're gonna have to hope like hell that at six foot seven he can put on 25 pounds so then and he still maintains that quickness that he can dominate guards at right now as a pass rusher. But that's the one area where it's just kind of a little bit awkward, a little bit uncomfortable because I saw him out there. And to me, he looked bigger than 253. And I think that was mainly because he was a little slow, right, for, for a 253, for a 250 pound edge rusher. So I like him more than Jason Owe. Uh, but not as much as Jalen Phillips. I wrote that down here. The more I watch, the more I realize, again, most of his sack production came when he was inside, right? When he was able to just out quick the guards because he can do that. And I think he can even do that at the next level. But the problem is if a guard at the next level gets hands on this guy, it the rep is over, right? At 250 pounds, they're going to just be able to hold you there. You know what I mean? So uh, he is quick and fleet of foot. He, he can move a little bit from that standpoint. And that's why he's a problem for for guards. He has a high motor. And I just think that, you know, again, not to sound like a brick, broken record here, but his absolute best case scenario is to add 20 pounds to his frame, play outside on the early downs, play inside on passing situations and and kind of carve out that kind of role for himself. So I like Rosal. He is certainly not a first rounder to me. Um, I would take him in the second or third round for sure. Um, and that's just kind of my thoughts on him, right? I, I think that now he's a guy and this is now I know this to be a fact in, in my opinion, at least I can't say fact, but he's a guy that would have greatly benefited even if he only played in three or four or five games this year, right? And he showed improvement on his get off and his speed rush. If he showed that, then he would definitely be a top 15, top 20 pick. But now, I don't think he'll be a first-rounder. That's just my opinion of him. I don't think he'll be a first-rounder. I think a second-round pick is likely because he does have traits that are rare, right? And, and, and if I had to bet on his ability to put on 20, 25, 30 pounds, I would bet on that, right? But unfortunately, it's a bet, meaning it's a risk. 
So I think that teams are going to know that teams are going to be a little bit like, you know, hesitant to spend a first round pick on him. But I do expect him to I think somebody will take a chance on him in round two. But um, yeah, guys, that's just that's my take on him. Let me know if you agree or not. All right. Next guy is Jason Oway, 6'5", 252 pounds, played seven games in 2020, had six and a half tackles for loss zero sacks in 2019 he played 11 games had five tackles for loss and five sacks so five sacks in his last 18 college games that's not exciting for me um i know everybody's all into pressures and things like that but i'm just telling you now that's not terribly exciting he looks lean to me right six foot five and he looks and it's not just because he wears number 28 but he looks like a like a safety or something when he's running around out there and i i just saw yesterday that he ran a really good 40 time and i believe it I don't know if he ran four fours, but I definitely believe he is fast and his movement skills at that size are not normal. He does get pushed around a little bit in the run game. He looks to have a bull rush, at least, um, you know, at least at the college level, we'll see if it translates, but he does. He knows how to bull rush somebody. He can get off and disengage. He, he has explosive movement skills, change of direction, et cetera. Um, he's raw from a just pure pass rusher standpoint, meaning he needs to develop some moves, quite frankly. He needs to develop multiple ways to win, moves, and then counters. He is extremely raw from that standpoint. Um, he mostly knows where the ball is, not quite as much as the other guys I mentioned, but he does. He, he doesn't get lost completely. Um, I don't know his length, right? He's six foot five. I understand that. But to me, and I don't have any way of knowing his exact length right now. But length to me looks a little bit on the short end. Just on the film, I, again, I have no idea. Maybe he's got 36-inch arms. But to me, from what I can see on film, he looks less than ideal from a length standpoint. And that goes against conventional wisdom considering he's 6'5", or at least he's listed at 6'5". Um, his success at the next level will will likely depend on coaching, his defensive line coach specifically. If you can find, if you can work with him and have the patience to work with him and kind of carve out a way for him to add slowly but surely add moves to his repertoire. I think that's a big deal. He's strong, but he's not he he's strong. That's that's not why he's getting moved around against the run. It's just technique and pad level and things like that. It's it's mainly, you know, he does get moved around, but it's he just allows guys into his chest and he is standing upright and they're just throwing him around, you know, against the run. So that's that's something that I think is easily fixable. But again, it's something you have to consider when you're drafting him, right? Um, he's not for everyone. I think some teams will not be interested. I don't think every team will have this kid on their board as somebody they want, right? His ceiling is still somewhat high, but his floor is a little bit low. You know, I think that he will be, and this is something that will help him in terms of drafting, he will be an instant asset to your special teams, right? He can be a guy that can come down there and just run his ass off down the field and destroy somebody if he makes contact with you on the return. So I think that he's a guy that will be an instant asset to a special teams unit in the NFL next year for sure. But he might be limited to that kind of a role as a rookie, at least until he kind of starts to figure things out. And, you know, so in some cases, right, you look at like you look at it and you say, oh, well, you know, the scheme was was the reason for the lack of production for this player. Right. For him, that's not the case. It was the lack of production was the issue for lack of production. It was not, you know, scheme oriented or anything like that. It was just the fact that he doesn't, he's just not a very productive player. And it's mainly because he doesn't have a lot of moves and he's not very technically sound at this particular time. So, you know, that's kind of all there is to say about that from him in that, in that uh, 
standpoint, but he does. I mean, he's got size. He's got athleticism. He has upside for sure. But right now, I would probably take him. I'd love to get him in the third round. I would feel great about that. But if I could, you know, if I had to spend a second round pick on him, I would I would do that if it was in the latter part of the second round, simply because those traits. And I think that, like I said, if especially if you're a team with a great defensive line coach and you need help on special teams. So you say, hey, man, over the first eight games of his rookie season, maybe we'll just work with him like crazy in practice or the defensive line coach will. And he will be an instant, you know, um, um, asset to us on special teams. So I think that could definitely be one of the um, kind of, you know, uh, perks about drafting him, about justifying a second round pick on him. And special teams is that important, just so you guys know. It's not something I'm just making up here. Special teams is definitely very, very important. But the, the first guy I like out of these, if I was to rank these five guys, I like Jalen Phillips first. I like, um, I like, Oh, man, Greg Rosal and Quiddy Pay are very even for me, but I think I like Rosal second, Quiddy Pay third, Jason Owe fourth, and then Carlos Basham fifth. And the reason why Basham is fifth, obviously he's he was a very productive college player, but I just like I said, guys, I don't think he has any chance of being that guy at the next level. And I do think that Jason Owe in the right situation could really become a consistent seven, eight sack a year guy. I mean, just think about um, just think about last year and you had what's the name? Yachir Grossmatos from that from that same school. He was extremely productive. Right. So it wasn't the fact that it it was a, um, you know, the scheme wasn't holding him back is what I'm getting at. So anyways, that's how I see these guys. That's the end of this podcast. And I will talk to you guys later.